Hey everyone, welcome to the Dark Sliders Podcast with Doug and Brad. Hi. We are back. We kind of skipped a week. I'm not really sure why we skipped a week, but we kind of <laughs> accidentally skipped a week. <laughs> <laughs> we were busy. No, that time actually I don't think we actually were busy. <laughs> I'm not really sure how that happened, but somewhere or another we forgot to record an episode last week. So we got a little mm. bit of a fuller episode this week since we got to go over two weeks worth of stuff. Yep. Not but, the worst thing in the world. No, not at all. But to start things out, Sony has graciously allowed us access to two different betas this week mm-hmm. uh, for some games I'm pretty excited about. So it was nice to be able to sit down and play these. So the first one, and I think this was in closed beta before they opened it up, right, Hitman? Yeah, this was actually kind of, actually, I, w- I would have been a little bit miffed because in order to access the beta initially, you had to pre-order the game. Yeah. But... Now they just kind of offer it to everybody on PS Plus, which is good for me because I actually I didn't have a pre-order. And I got a chance to actually play it. Yep. So what'd you think? I thought the Hitman beta was awesome. I thought it was really really cool. I this is kind of like when I was playing the Final Fantasy 15 Duske. It's like this is a beta of a single player game, which feels weird. Yeah. Uh, but there's clearly like there's clearly some frame rate issues. There's clearly it's like the AI was a little funny sometimes. Clearly there's some like audio glitches. It's it's like that stuff that's just generally in a beta. Yep. So it, it doesn't have me too concerned. But I I thought the gameplay was just really 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 cool. I think especially coming up, we'll talk about the Uncharted Four beta stuff a little bit later. But I think coming out the Uncharted Four beta, I was just kind of looking for something different. And the Hitman beta really just kind of felt like Ground Zeroes. Not Ground Zeroes 2. Actually, probably wasn't as good as Ground Zeroes, now that I think about it. But it was kind of that sort of, like, Ground Zeroes format where you you kind of got this open-ended level uh, that was kind of a nice yeah. chunk of, like, what you expect a bigger game to be. Well, you uh, kind of got two levels, because you had the boat and you had the army base. Yeah, actually, well, you technically had three, because you had that opening. I thought the opening was, like, was, was like one of those, like, really cool jaw-dropping moments, because I think... Uh, the the game the game the beta opens with he's getting dropped off on a helicopter on like the side of a mountain into this weird facility. Yeah, and they actually let you play that sequence. So you can so you're like you're in like this kind of like nice fur coat, and you can see the fur kind of billowing in the wind, and <laughs> you're just like in the middle of God only knows where. And you just like turn around this gigantic facility, and then you walk into a hall, and it just turns to a cutscene. I thought it was kind of neat that they had that that little just that tiny little bit playable. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the tra- the training. I, I thought that was really cool. How'd you like the setup for the training mission? Because you aren't actually playing missions. You're playing Memory. training missions that are also training missions within the universe of that game. Yeah, I don't know. It was weird. I honestly didn't pay too much attention to the plot just because I hate demos and plot and I don't want anything. So I honestly kind of just ignored the cutscenes because in my mind, it's a demo. <laughs> I want to know how this game plays. I don't want to know what the story is. I will figure that out when I get the game. And mm-hmm. that's great. So the only story part I really remember is that these are kind of like memories or like old things that you're going back and looking at or something and it ends with him going your name's agent 47 and that's all i really remember from the cutscenes. Well, yeah, i mean the whole thing <laughs> um have you played hitman before i uh i dabble no i'm gonna say no i've played so, a hitman game before i just have not actually played hitman if that makes sense like i i played like a few levels of it i think i actually own all the hitman games i just never actually played them gotcha okay so you're kind of in the same place with me and Playing this actually reminded me that I don't like Hitman, and I was really? I was really excited for this game, and then I remembered, oh yeah, because I played I think Hitman two back on the PlayStation two, and I had one of them for three sixty. I don't remember which one. I think Absolution maybe, probably. Yeah. Um, 
and I had it for PS2, and I played like half of it. Went, nah, I'm kind of done with this. And then I played it on 360, got like maybe eh, 25% through five or six levels, something like that. I was just kind of like, eh, I don't really like this. And then I started playing this, and I played it for half hour. I was like, this is kind of fun. And then I played it for a little longer. And went, eh, I don't really know about this. <laughs> really? <laughs> what do I mean? I guess I guess because we I want to talk about this one specifically because I don't know a whole lot about Hit. I've played a little bit of Hitman. The thing I actually remember about Hitman the most is I was so confused with the controls, and that that was something I'm really glad they fixed with this one because they is everything is very context sensitive, so yeah. it would tell you exactly what your buttons were doing at what time. And I thought that was really and it wasn't like super intrusive. We had like a really really kind of subtle UI system, so like it would only pop the button would only pop up like if you really needed it at that point in time and it made sense. Um, yeah. But yeah, what did you like about it? I, I I feel like the game is pretty slow, which I which I feel like might be the <laughs> you're yep. nodding mm-hmm. your head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just I get bored. So like on that boat mission, the second mm-hmm. time where you have to do it, and it's kind of like, oh yeah, now do it however you like. I ended up following that damn guy around for like five minutes trying to figure out when should I do this. What at what point should I actually try and do it? And I tried, like, two different things. Like, this is stupid. And then I realized, there's a machine gun right here. If I just camp out here, when he walks up the stairs, I can see him. And I stood right next to the exit button, shot him through a thing, and then hit the exit button. And that was how I beat that level. Because it was just, I got so <laughs> frustrated by it. Because I was getting bored. Like, okay, I followed him around once. Okay, so if I, oh, nope, there's another guard there. Can't do it there. Oh, well, if I go here, oh, nope, there's another guard there. And every time, I just like, well, screw it. Just shoot him across the entire map and hit the exit button before anybody else runs over to shoot me. I see. I I tried that, but to me, I don't know. This is like one of those things. Like, I like the idea of like being an assassin sort of thing. Like, I so I kind of tried to play it to what made sense for yeah. that. So like, I I because I did do that once where, um, I think it was the guy on the boat where I just kind of stood on top of the boat. I shot him real quick, and I just hit the button for the. Uh, there's a helicopter on top. Yeah, there's yeah. an exit button basically on top of it. So I just like I shot him, hit the button, and I was done. I was like, oh well, that that wasn't so interesting, I guess, but. When I, when I got to the other, the second mission, which is the one where you're supposed to kill a guy inside an army base, did you like that one, or did you still have the same sort of issues with it? I mean, it, it's just, it's slow, and that's my issue, is I don't like sitting here and looking for guard patterns and waiting to see, is this guy going to move to the left or the right, or, like, can I sneak around the back? I don't know, I just get bored. So why 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 is Metal Gear Solid Five then? Because Metal Gear, that's Ground Zero is probably the best comparison to this from like pretty much anything else. So why is Metal Gear Solid Five okay and this one isn't? Um, that one gave me more freedom. This one, as soon as I pulled out a gun, you're done. You know what I mean? Oh, I could go and I could trank guys, and I could trank these two guys, sneak around this guy, climb up and hide in this back part here. And then mm-hmm. duck under something and then run up to the guy, stab him, and then run back out. You know what I mean? Whereas this was pretty much you have to follow him, get him isolated, and then do whatever there quietly, and then quietly sneak back out. Metal Gear yeah, Solid, you could I, incorporate mm-hmm. elements of those different things. Whereas this is get the right costume, go to the spot, kill him quietly, leave. Yeah, I, I kind of felt that I, I did feel like Metal Gear Solid was just a better version of whatever this was. Um but I don't know. I kind of like that. I like that quiet. I like the the thing that Metal Gear Solid Five sort of had is that you were always an enemy to everybody. Yeah. But I like in this one that you can like you can walk into a crowd and be okay. I like I like that sort of idea of being an assassin, just like quietly walking through, taking out the guy, and then like you're okay. Because I, I remember one time I was playing, I had killed the guy, and I was just heading towards an exit, and at some point they had found the body. So like I'm like walking out towards the exit, and all of a sudden you hear like, "Oh my god, he's dead." 
and like the then like the crowd starts going like ape shit and stuff like that and i just like hit the button to exit i was like oh that was pretty cool <laughs> like i i don't know i like that i like i'm okay with that sort of like quiet <laughs> methodical gameplay but right right now as, as playing it i think it's a little bit janky which doesn't help no not at all and I, I feel like I feel like if it got tightened up a bit, I, I like the I like the idea of the game. I guess right now, um, I, I feel like it does need to get tightened up to a bit because it does feel like there's just this like hint of jankiness to everything. And I feel like if everything was just a bit smoother, and you weren't really thinking about like, oh, okay, is my guy, is this guy gonna see me? Like, I want to know in my head beforehand. This guy will see me if I do this. Yeah. Instead of like, you want am the I old... in that guy's view? I don't really know. Maybe I don't know. You want the old Metal Gear Solid vision cones. Well, not necessarily, <laughs> but like see exactly where they're looking. Well, but not not like that. But like in Metal Gear Solid Five, I felt like I understood which way they're facing and things like that, and like if I could sneak around them and and things like that. Well, this one, it's like I couldn't quite figure out. I don't know what it was about this game, like, but I just couldn't quite figure out like if they could see me or not, and that was that was a little bit frustrating. But I don't know. I I feel like this game is one of those games that has a ton of potential. Like if they pull off this game, like right now, it feels like it's a good idea. It's just not there yet. I just feel but, like I'm hoping that the final one kind of irons out these issues. And but see, I want to see what a real level is because these are just training levels. Like these are, like you're. It's just it's a small little scenario that you can complete in like five seconds if you really wanted to. While like Hitman traditionally, and you see the the videos and stuff, the, the levels are much 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 bigger. But see, like this isn't a game that needs perfecting. This is Hitman, what like six, seven, something like that. Like this is a game that they already know, and it's a known quantity. And this is what Hitman is. And yes, you can tighten up those gameplay things, but the drastic situations of this are not going to change the overall feeling of it. And no, that's how it always Hitman has felt. never been this open. Hitman has definitely not been this open. Like I've played Blood Money and stuff. Like it's Hitman games are pretty open. They're not this open though. But again, all you're doing is you're just making it slightly more open. I mean, you're talking like this is a drastic change of like they need to nail this down and this game has crazy potential. It does have huge potential, but it's still a Hitman game. I mean, it's still going to do the same things the other ones have done. It's just now you have a little bit more freedom in doing it. Okay. I I guess I could see that. I, I don't know. I just I just think like with the addition of like just the huge crowds, because the Hitman Absolution kind of brought in like the huge crowd and hiding yeah. within crowds that Hitman didn't have before, and I'm, I'm kind of hoping that because they've now done Hitman Absolution but a little bit more open, that maybe it all kind of gels together with, like, the new and the old. But no, I can see what you're saying. Like, I don't, I don't, yeah, like, I agree. I don't think if people have played Hitman and don't like Hitman, I don't think this is going to convince them, but I never played Hitman. I, I did play a little bit, uh, but I, thought, I just thought this was really cool. And I really like the idea of just, like, more Ground Zeroes games where it's just, like, yeah. open level, go do what you want. Here's like a million different ways to do stuff. I, I like that. Although there is something about it that it feels like it, they say that you have a ton of freedom to do stuff, but you don't really. And, and I again, don't know what it is. And that, and that was my issue. It's, oh, yeah, you can kind of do this however you want. Go do it. And it's like, well, no, really, you want me to do it your way. You're just telling me, hey, if you're good enough and you're lucky enough, you can do it another way. And we don't really care. But you really should do it this way. Yeah, yeah, and, it did. It did kind of feel that way, and I'm hoping that's just because it's those training levels. Which and that like... was my thought as well, because like the first one, it's okay. You have to try on the guard disguised, or the what was it? I think it was a mechanic to get on the boat, and then after you get the mechanic, you have to get the crew member uniform to go to the top floor, and you know you kind of had to go through that progression. And there really didn't seem like, especially in that first training, there was much other ones. Now, obviously, that's the tutorial, but even with the second one, I mean, or the army one. You still had a little bit more freedom, but it was still a lot of like, 
okay, to do this, you need to go find the soldier uniform. You mm-hmm. don't have to, but that's one way to do it. And the game kind of gave you those paths. Whereas Metal Gear Solid, it was just kind of like, that's the guy. Go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but in Metal Gear Solid, you could also just like kill the guy and leave it. The, the, True. Like, the game wasn't about killing that guy. That was like a side mission almost. You know True. what I mean? True. It was True. a side mission. So, yeah. I don't know. I'm excited. I, I see, but right now I'm like, I could spend 15 bucks to see what this game is. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I See, to me, I'm, no. <laughs> I, I played for an hour and I was bored. And yeah. I don't, it's just, it's it's one of those things where this game, in theory to me, is like, oh, I'm an assassin. Oh, I got to I put on different clothes and I go through this and I blend in and you kill the guy. And, you, and in theory, it's one of those, to me, it's perfect on paper, but I'm just not interested in actually playing it. Okay. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. I'm hope I'm hoping that, I'm hoping that, I, I think I will actually probably do the 15 bucks just get the first episode to see what it is i'm hoping that if they fix the like right now i'm just excited for it but i want to see if they fix the issues and if they didn't then yeah today's the time to just jump out yeah uh so the other beta another highly anticipated game uh uncharted 4 and this was a multiplayer specific beta so it was their stress test for their servers which when is this game coming out now it got delayed again yeah, I don't know. Sometime I want to say May, it's May maybe. something April, April or May, I think. I think it got pushed into May. I think it was supposed to be April, I think, because it just got delayed an extra two weeks, like, last week, I think. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so it sounds like you were really good on the Hitman single-player beta. How about the Uncharted 4 multiplayer beta? Now, how, I about think... you start, how about you start on the I, I, you start on the Uncharted 4 multiplayer? <laughs> I think we should preface, preface this by saying neither one of us are huge multiplayer people to begin with. No. <laughs> so that take take these opinions with that. I'm not 100% where you are on it, but I Oh no, I really like Trackmania multiplayer. T- that doesn't count. That's not the same thing. <laughs> That's like me saying I really like NHL multiplayer and Guitar Hero multiplayer, which I played a ton of Guitar Hero again. That game's still great. Um I think I'm just going to try and fit that into every episode at this point because <laughs> yeah. that game's awesome. start getting paid for this shit. Game's Lord. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, I played I think four matches. And I just I- I I was done with it. I don't mind I don't mind first person shooter. I mean I played Battlefront. I put twenty, thirty hours into Battlefront and maybe that was because it said Star Wars on the box, but Yeah. Um I just I couldn't get into it. It felt way too loose to be a multiplayer game, to be really competitive. Like I feel like I never had perfect control of my character, which is fine for single player Uncharted. But in a mm-hmm. multiplayer setting where I feel like I want to be very precise and I want everything to be tuned perfectly I kind of felt like my character was all over the place, and I felt like I never had really good control of what was going on, and I feel like I just kind of sucked at it, but that might just be me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, just just real quick to, for that, it is kind of weird because, like, your, the, uh, like your guns either have, like, a humongous radius of shot or, like, a single dot, and I was like, yes. that was all, those are your only options. It was, like, perfect, perfect accuracy or just, like, this huge spread. It felt kind of weird. But, yeah, this the multiplayer... I don't know, because you played a little bit of The Last of Us multiplayer, right? Uh, about four matches. Okay. <laughs> All right. I was just curious. <laughs> but yeah, I, I feel like just with this kind of, this feels like a really good tacked on multiplayer, which is a horrible way to put that, because I'm sure people spend a lot of time on it. But what, yep. what I mean tacked on multiplayer, it's like Halo and Gears, their multiplayer and single player go hand in hand. Like you, you people got Halo just for the multiplayer. People get Gears just for the multiplayer. People get Madden just for the multiplayer. Like people get games just for the multiplayer. And Uncharted just never felt like a game that people got it just for the multiplayer. So it feels kind of more like a 
like a, a, an add-on rather than like an integral part of whatever Uncharted is. So it just kind of felt like it's like Uncharted without any of the things I like about Uncharted in it. it yeah. Like it doesn't have, I mean, it's, it's a multiplayer game, so it just can't normally have these things, but like there's no interesting characters. I mean, cause your characters, they look like those characters, but they're really just avatars. Yep. That's all it is. Yeah. You're not really playing Nathan Drake shooting, you know, the, the character bad guys from Uncharted 3. They're just, they're just sort of skins, which I guess is okay, but I like Uncharted for the characters. I like Uncharted, Uncharted for the set pieces and the, uh, and the gra well, not graphics, but, you know, like the visual design. But in this one, it just kind of looks like, I don't know, like Call of Duty or just like any other game you've played where you're in like sort of a run downtown. And there's no set pieces, so it's not like it all adds up to something. There's no, cutscene set piece or you know i mean i understand these are not things that are inherently for multiplayer though so i mean it makes sense they're not there and then i don't know it's just like the there's no world of uncharted in this you're just playing like a multiplayer game that has an uncharted skin on it yeah and it's a multiplayer game i'm not super interested in and it just it just kind of felt like, it's like okay i'm just guys shooting other guys like if this was an uncharted series would people be excited about this nope probably not I it's it definitely has that back of the box thing to me where okay on the back of this box we can put multiplayer 16 or 8 versus 8 multiplayer 18 maps like it it sounds like that good advertising piece like there yeah. is an extra reason to buy this yes you get your 10 hour awesome single player campaign but there's also some multiplayer to keep you going if you really like it and even though those things are very disconnected um, and maybe, you know, I neither one of us has touched Uncharted 4 single player, so maybe they're going for a more action-based thing, but based on prior games in the series, like, that's, in my mind, combat has never been a strong point for Uncharted to begin with. Yeah. And I guess narrowing down the gameplay to where that is the singular focus is, okay, in a multiplayer game, your focus, like you were saying, is gameplay, and it is yeah. shooting controls, and it is all those things, and just Uncharted, I mean, never felt like a game that is designed around that you mentioned yeah. halo and gears gears the gun combat the combat in that and the gameplay in that is so finely tuned and so mm. like perfectly tuned that you can be just spot on with everything that it works whereas this you know your characters when they turn they kind of get like a little like half step and it looks a little funky and it doesn't you know what i mean yeah and it's a little bit harder to necessarily see how you fit into cover sometimes than you do with a game like gears where you just run up hit the x button and you're there you start shooting right over right away it just i don't know it just it doesn't feel like what i want a multiplayer game to feel like yeah and i think too with like gears and halo like the setting is just more interesting in those games like like i was trying to say before like the you're just playing in some random village that could be in any other yeah. modern warfare shooter game i mean i like the 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 lasso thing was pretty cool but but really, it just it just felt like it's like I felt like I played this before. And the thing is, like I can understand some people really really love this stuff too. I'm not, I'm not, it's not bad. It's not poorly done. It's just like it's just not something I'm interested in at all. Um, yeah. It's just not. It's there's nothing to do. And honestly, like I would rather if they had an option to just buy the single player content. That is interesting. I wonder. I wonder if somewhere down the road, if that's something that we could ever see is okay. You can get Uncharted Four for forty dollars single player campaign only. $60 yeah. if you want the multiplayer. I feel like there was a game that did that where you could just buy the multiplayer, and I can't remember what it was. Um, it came out like two or three years ago where it was like you could you had an option to just buy the multiplayer component. I think Killzone might do that. Maybe. Maybe. 
There was something. No, 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 but I mean, yeah, it's been done before, but that's the thing. But, like, then you just have to start putting your price on how much your multiplayer is worth. And, like, is this a $20? Is your multiplayer a $20 game? I don't know. Is it a $10 game? I have no concept. It just depends, like, because people will put, like, 60 hours in that thing while they put 10 hours in the multiplayer. So how yeah. much is that worth to people? I think that'd be a hard thing. And just, you know, put in the $60 package, we call it a day. Um, but I even felt, it just felt really strange. Because even Last of Us, I think, tried to at least justify the multiplayer a little bit. Because you're, like, the Fireflies versus the... uh not the fireflies. I don't know who else are <laughs> who else who are they fighting. But I, I mean, at least there's some sort of like okay, it makes sense as like a conflict in the Last of Us universe. Like, and that's why it's just like you build all these characters and then you just kind of make them quiet and now they're just like weird. I, it's, it feels like very PS2 y and like PlayStation era when you like had those like multiplayer. It's yeah. like, Oh, like I guess 007 is like a fun example. It's like a good example of that. But I, I don't know. It just it just feels weird, especially because they've been trying to push Uncharted as like this. Realistic isn't the right word, but it's like these characters, this world, this story. Yeah. It's like this has none of that in it. Yeah. And kind of transitioning for that from that, with the multiplayer, you kind of didn't have any of that in there, and it left a really bad taste in my mouth. But oh my gosh, they put out a new trailer for this game and <laughs> yeah. it blew my mind. <laughs> yeah, the, oh yeah, the, the yeah, the uh, the single player trailer. Yeah, of course. That yeah. That's yeah, that's yeah, that looks awesome. And and that's how I feel about this. It's like the multiplayer thing. I was like, man, I finally played Uncharted and I'm not happy with it. And I've been waiting for this for like years at this point. And mm. then I saw the trailer and I went, oh, I can't wait for this game again. Okay, <laughs> that's all I want right now. <laughs> yeah, Well, yeah, it's because like we didn't really play Uncharted. We played the Uncharted multiplayer, which is not what Uncharted... I mean, Uncharted 1 didn't even have multiplayer. Uncharted 2 did. There's like a, there is like a small like group of people who really do love those, uh, those multiplayer, so I'm sure they're excited. But... Yeah, yeah, that that trailer is just like, oh, hey, that's Uncharted. That's the game I want. Yeah. Although, <laughs> just just to go back to multiplayer real quick because this will this will this I'm not I'm not going jumping too far back. But I was playing the multiplayer and I sort of forgot that I don't like Uncharted very much. Like, <laughs> like I've yeah. played all the games. I have played all of them. I've beaten. I don't think I've beaten the first one. I got pretty far in it though. But I I've beaten two and three, and I like them. But I was like. I was playing the. I was like, oh, oh, I remember. This is why I don't really like Uncharted because I'm just like shooting guys, and that's like, yeah. okay, well, I'm shooting guys with an interesting story, which is to me like, eh, it's a, it's a good rental, and that like even. <laughs> but the story trailer was like, oh, that's awesome, but I was like, oh, wait, the multiplayer. Yeah, I don't like Uncharted that much. <laughs> yeah, and again, like I said, I to me the gameplay has never been what I want Uncharted for. I want it for the story, the set pieces, the things you mentioned earlier, and mm-hmm. the multiplayer did give me that same feeling of like. Oh man, that's right. I gotta put through, put up with ten hours of this combat. Okay, well, at least the story's gonna be great, and at least I'm gonna love playing it because everything else is awesome about it. Yeah, like the set pieces and stuff are really cool. But um, yeah, I mean, are you are you excited? I mean, like thinking because we're gonna start talking about some other games. Uh, what of the games that are coming out soon? So I'd say like No, no Man's Sky is not coming out, but coming out this year. Is Uncharted 4, like, your top, like, is it in your top games that you're excited for? Or do you have, like, a long list of, like, games you'd rather spend 60 bucks on? Uh, it starts at the top. No Man's Sky is for sure number one. Yeah. I don't, in my mind, I'm drawing blanks on lots of the holiday releases. But, yeah, it's it's up there for sure. I'd give it, I'd say it's probably top five for sure. Yeah. It is something that I'm really looking forward to. Because, again, I, I played through all three Uncharted's. I mean, I've mentioned before I got a PlayStation 3 very late, and I got all three of them right at the same time, and in like a week and a half basically blew through all three Uncharted games. Yeah. Loved them. They're great. Combat's in it. But, no, this is a game I'm really excited for. Oh, okay. All right. I'll probably borrow your copy in five months. 
<laughs> that sounds like a plan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so we kind of already started with news talking about that trailer a little bit, but there's a ton of news going on this week, last week, because we missed a week. But we kind of tried to break this down into categories because otherwise there was just obnoxious to look at. So we're going to start talking about some Sony news because they had a couple cool things that they announced and kind of didn't announce. Mm-hmm. So one thing that came out is there was a patent released for a power glove to hook in with the Sony VR that had a whole bunch of different stuff going on with it, basically to use as some kind of hand controller to control things while you're doing VR stuff. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but it was just a patent that somebody found. I think it was finally published. But what I didn't realize until I read up on this a little bit more is they actually filed that in 2014. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were doing a lot of weird stuff with Move for, like, a really, really yeah. long time that just, like, never... If you... Because I was watching, like, developer videos a long time ago, and, like, when they were first doing Move, like, they were, they were messing with, like, two controllers with one person, but, I mean, not many games support it. Well, they, not many games, like, you know, not many people had two Move controllers, like, much less one, or, like, you know, yep. they, nobody had Move, so there's, like, a <laughs> lot of weird stuff. So this could just be, like, one of those weird experiments that they were running, and it doesn't actually mean it's going to happen, because there's, it, if you look at the VR controllers for a lot of stuff, like Vive and Oculus, like, they have really, really strange controllers and Sony just never has released their weird version of this control. Like every time they test out the VR, it's always with the DS4, with the DualShock 4. So I don't know. I mean, I guess it's time for Sony to have a weird controller. I just can't imagine. I don't know what Sony's going to do with VR, especially with NX coming up, how they're going to market that or what the price point is or if they're going to if it's going to come with that glove or not. Or there's a lot of weird questions about PlayStation VR right now. Yeah, I just I can't see this glove coming not anytime soon anyway. I don't even see this being a thing because, I mean, I feel like this is one of those things where, like, somebody had an idea and you trademark it, patent it or whatever, just because, like, oh, man, that's an idea we might be interested in using. and We want to make sure we get that out of there. Like, they had the, uh, what was it, the DualShock 4 controller that busted into two pieces for PlayStation Move for a while. That was a patent oh, they yeah, filed. Like, that. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been 2014 as well. So I think this is just one of those, like, early pieces of tech in 2014. I mean, they've said they've been working on VR for years and years and years, and I think it's just mm-hmm. one of those steps along the process where they want, this might be a direction we go in. Let's 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 do the paperwork on it to make sure just in case we want to go this way, we have that option. And I really think at this point with VR coming this year, it's not something we'll ever see. It's just one of those things that yeah. kind of got dug up and people went, whoa, what is this? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, this. I think a lot of people got like a little too excited about that. I don't. I mean, the VR does need a weird controller. I mean, like the Sony just doesn't have their their you know their tactical feedback using hands in VR space right now. Every time you see, it, it's like somebody's just holding a controller, and all of their demos are like somebody's inside a thing. So I, I don't know. I'm curious. That's pretty much all. I, that's all I have to say about PSVR in general. Like, oh, I'm curious. <laughs> yeah, that about sums it up. Speaking of awesome things, well, I don't know. That was a horrible segue. Anyway, that was a really bad segue. <laughs> shit. Well, let's do that over. No Man's Sky is great. No Man's Sky. <laughs> that was a much better segue. Actually, you know what? I was trying to sort of lead you into the last one because like, hey, Brad, what else are you excited for? No Man's Sky. Let's talk about VR. God dang it, Brad. <laughs> but you, you got to go based on the list. But anyway. <laughs> That's true. That's true. There's a list of topics here and No Man's Sky came after the Power Gloves. So yeah. <laughs> you, you got to follow the list. But anyway, um, No Man's Sky. We have finally have details. June 11th i think i forgot to write down the day anyway it's june uh and it is going to be a 60 dollar release yep does that change your mind at all uh no i i was kind of hesitant i've been kind of like 
weirded out a little bit by, I guess, Sony, how they've been... You know what it was? I think everybody freaked out about The Witness being 40 bucks. Yep. And then everybody played The Witness and goes, that was absolutely worth for Like, I, I'll talk... I finished The Witness, and I'll talk about it next week. I'll do, like, an official review of the Dark Souls, you know. Um, but that game was, at the end, worth 40 bucks. So, I think people now are reacting to it a little bit heavily just because of the Street Fighter V debacle. Yeah. But this is, like, a totally different type of game. One that just, like, really hasn't been done before. So, I, I don't know. I, I think I could see it. I mean, 60 bucks doesn't sound unreasonable to me. I think people are still questioning, like, well, what do you do in this? It's like, I can understand that thing, but it's like, you have a whole universe to explore in this game, and you're asking, what do you do? Like, you, you need it. You need to, like, redefine it, like, normal video game turns. Like, why? Like, why why can't you just be happy with, uh, you know, just the fact that you can go to explore these planets. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm sure there's many good reasons why people would be complaining. Are, are you? Because I think you're more interested in this game than I am. Dude, they How could, does this affect your... <laughs> doesn't do a thing. They could tell me this game like $100 <laughs> and I go buy it day one. Holy shit. I, I, I want this game so bad. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, that, that reminds me. There's there's something really cool I was reading that uh this they they were talking about a quote-unquote bug that the, that the QA developers kept sending them. And what the bug was is that they would be in a space station, they'd fly down the planet, stay on the planet for a, for, for a while, and then fly back up, and the space station wasn't there anymore, and they were filing it as a bug. But it turns out, like, the the planets have their own rotation. So <laughs> when they were when they were landing, the planet was rotating, so when they came back up, like, the space station was no longer in the exact spot because it had rotated. And I was like, that is effing crazy. And you're asking me, like, what you can shoot in this? It's like, good lord, that just sounds, like, crazy. One thing I do want to talk about, that box art, you would be the only person who's sitting and sit here and go, oh, no man's guy, no man's guy. But the box is pretty. Dude, that box art is amazing. <laughs> that box art. <laughs> <laughs> it is pretty, but what you just said, like, that to me is amazing. And how do you not want to have a 20-minute conversation about how that's a thing in a video game? And you're just going to pass that off and go, but the box art, oh my oh, god. Oh, no, we can. We can, we can <laughs> talk about how that's a video game. I mean, if you, if like, because I, I know you're super excited about it. No, I'm I'm pumped about everything to do with this game. I don't care what you do. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care how much it costs. I don't care when it comes out. I just, I want to play this game. I feel like last year, like the entire time, you know, I just realized this is like our one year anniversary podcast. Oh, that is. <laughs> Probably should have mentioned that. Like a year ago, we were, oh yeah, because like literally a year ago. Yeah, like the it. first one was published like March 2nd, 2015. So happy Yay. one year anniversary. If you made Yay. it halfway into this podcast, go us. Thanks for listening. <laughs> anyway, yeah. I've been pumped about this game forever. And literally at this point, there's nothing they can say to make me not buy this game day one. Yeah, it, 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 it looks it looks cool. It's not, it's definitely not my type, but uh, yeah, I, I'm kind of I'm a little excited for it. I don't the I don't know. I just I don't know. I, you you got to keep talking about it because I, I think I've heard everything I need to hear about. Like, I understand the concept. I'm just like when's it coming out like i just want to yeah yep i want to try it like that is a game i would love to try before i bought like if they're like here's two hours of like like if oh, i think a perfect thing with ps plus you get two hours to play in no man's sky to understand what this game is i feel like that'd be a really good idea because i feel like that's something where the biggest issue people have with this is they don't know what why is this a cool thing and i yeah. think just giving them that okay here's because they used to do time trials on PS3 where it was like you get the first you get an hour and whatever you get to in this game you get an hour game's completely mm -hmm. unlocked you get an hour with it. I think that'd be a great thing to try with this just because I feel like 
a lot of people I feel like are probably on that fence like you are going, what? I want to see how does this work? What does this look like? What does this actually end up being? And yeah. I think that'd be a really cool thing for them to do with this. Yeah, so that's what I'm kind of like. I'm just kind of hoping I'll get invited over to your house when you buy it. <laughs> it will be here day bit. one. Yeah. Yeah, I'm more excited for like games like like Trackmania. Abzu is one I've been. That's like super on my list. I got I got a few above this one that I'm like really really just like like the game. Like if you're like I'm gonna buy the game immediately. The ones on my list is Abzu. Uh, I, it's it's not our list that we ever. We'll talk about it a little bit, but it's the game by the creative director of Journey. And it's set in underwater, and you go around swimming and like touching sea creatures and stuff, <laughs> <laughs> which is weird because like you can do that in No Man's Sky, but it's like the entire universe. But this one's like I don't know. There's just something about touching sea that creatures ha- that you're all about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So I don't know why that game has me super excited when when No Man's Sky is like, oh, that looks kind of cool. That looks kind of neat. I'll probably get. I will get No Man's Sky eventually. I'm sure, especially if it comes out. I'm really afraid how people are going to review it though. Because I don't it's care. so random, I feel like some people you can have. I think it's there's a high potential of a miserable time just because of randomness. I don't care. It's gonna be awesome. <laughs> I don't care. Like I said, there's nothing. This game could come out and get a twenty on Metacritic, and I would buy it day one. I are don't. You, care. Are you gonna get that super limited edition one with all the cool shit in it, like the art books and the spaceship <sighs> and stuff? I looked at it, but I just I don't. I feel like that stuff just ends up sitting on a shelf, so I can't really justify. I think it was like ninety bucks or something. It was a significant amount more, and. That stuff just ends up sitting on a shelf, so I don't know. I considered it for a second. I haven't pre-ordered mm-hmm. yet because I couldn't decide. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't decide whether or not to pre-order or whether or not what edition you wanted. No, I couldn't decide whether or not I wanted to add that extra $40 worth of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I literally had, I had both open on Best Buy's website going, man, which one am I going to pre-order? And then I just closed and said, I'll, I'll deal with this later. This is way too big of a problem to answer on a weekend. <laughs> <laughs> It's a life-changing decision. I thought, I thought you were really hesitant because like, when we started this, because I knew you, you had you said you had a pre-order. I was like, oh, you must be really hesitant. Something about this game you didn't like. You're like, no, nah, I just don't know which, how special edition I want to get. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's the issue. Um, moving on here. Something we don't talk a whole lot about are sales numbers and what is it, NPD and all that kind of stuff. But this one really yeah. took me by surprise, so I wanted to talk about it for a second. Mm-hmm. Sony released their digital numbers from the PSN for February uh, this past week. And somewhere or another, Firewatch was the best-selling digital game on PSN in a month that had Street Fighter V release and Far Cry Primal, mm-hmm. which is crazy to me. I think that's amazing. I That makes me happy. That it, makes me very happy. It makes me very happy. And it's so cool to see something a game like that that is a completely different idea, a completely new, unique thing, destroying things like that have, you know, decades long I wouldn't say destroying let's not say destroying (laughs) good point I don't they didn't release specific numbers they just released a top 10 or something but yeah it's just it's so crazy to me that that game beat Street Fighter 5 digitally at least now granted Firewatch didn't have a physical release Street Fighter did Far Cry did Mm. so that I mean there's a little bit of effect there that you know they probably in the end ended up outselling them but hearing this and then hearing the numbers the witness did and how well the witness did as well. It's yeah, it's yeah, yeah. really cool to start seeing some of these more unique games, not only being these really good games, but also kind of getting some sales numbers for recognition that they really deserve, and to see those smaller developers really getting some money thrown at them this way. Yeah, no, I, I thought I thought that was really cool too. I, I think the big thing that sort of sets these apart. I feel like when a small game makes it big, I feel like sometimes 
if I'm a big publisher, the first thing is like, oh, wow, that game, what, that game didn't cost a lot for them to make, so we should make cheaper games. But that's, that's what I think, like, a normal thing. But Ubisoft is kind of, like, when we talk about Ubisoft, it's like, as long as the game is clearly made as, like, a passion project, people will be interested in it. I think there's, I, I think that there's still that sort of, like, roll the dice of, you can make the best game ever and some people just won't buy it. But it's clear, like, from the interviews of Firewatch and The Witness, it's like, these, they, like, they believed in this game. Like, this is the game they wanted yeah. to make. This is the game that, you know, they, they talk, there's, you can just hear their, their interviews, are, they're very, very passionate about this game. So it is cool when you see these, these games that, like, on PS3 era, like, I remember Braid was, Braid was a really big deal. That was, like, the first indie game. Like, we're moving from Braid to this, like, $40 The Witness and these, and this Firewatch game that wasn't, wasn't expensive, but, like, they're, they're, yeah, they're coming up against Street Fighter games. Like, that's insane. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's. I think it's a good move to see more of that variety come out and to see every game getting recognized more so than just, eh, Call of Duty's on top of the sales again. Well, mm-hmm. Madden sold a bunch again. Well, there's a new Far Cry coming out next month. That'll probably sell like crazy, but actually going, okay, no, like a game like Firewatch can do this. A game like Firewatch can make money. And it gets me really excited because hopefully it trends more towards passion projects like you were talking about more so than just, Oh shit! Let's throw up some cheap twenty dollars game. People buy the hell out of that if it looks pretty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, There's yeah. A- I, I think I think that sort of passion is is kind of being. I feel like a lot of games now, whether or not they're they're all they're not all amazing games. I won't say that, but I, I feel like you can see a lot more games have a lot more passion behind. It doesn't they don't feel as cranked out anymore as they used to? Like even Call of Duty Black Ops Three, which I don't have a lot of interest in. Like they did some really weird stuff with that zombie mode. Like they said during like a nineteen twenties you know, time splitteries era. Like, that's not something you would normally do with these sort of franchises. And it, it feels like everybody, like like Far Cry Primal, while I don't really like Far Cry games, like, that's kind of a neat game. Just that idea is a neat game. It's like, there's clearly people, like, they're thinking about games differently. Like, I'm not sure if it's people are just not no longer happy with just, like, churning out the same game year after year. Or, yeah. like, they're like, you know what, devs? Do what you want. Like, we're going to put some criteria on you, but you can you can start branching out a bit. Yeah, either way, I think it's it's good in the long run. Something that's not quite so good. Uh, Resident <laughs> Evil, it's the 20th anniversary. <laughs> Why is that? Well, that, that's a good thing. No, that's good. But because it's the 20th anniversary, instead of giving us Resident Evil 7, which I want, they mm-hmm. decided we need more places to buy and give them money for the old games. So mm-hmm. they are re-releasing on PS4 and Xbox One Resident Evil 6, 5, and 4. Um, and six will be out March 29th, so later this month. Five in the summer and fall in the fourth, so they're going backwards chronologically, which bothers me. But yeah, yeah. Well, they're going backwards chronologically because fourth is clearly the best one. <laughs> and, well, yeah, and just because you know you haven't already bought it on GameCube, PS2, Wii, Wii U, uh, Xbox One, <laughs> and every Xbox One, um, PS3, PS3. Yeah, uh, I think ev- literally every system since the GameCube. I think. I'm pretty sure. It's not on original Xbox. I don't think it's on original Xbox. But yeah, yeah okay, I agree yeah. with you. Yep, it's, so. even on, it's even on, like, technically it's on cell phones, too. So It's, yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's one of those things where it's just like, man, like, just announce Resident Evil 7 already. That's what we all want. Capcom's being weird. I feel like Capcom might just be, like, straight out of money. <laughs> yeah. Like, I feel, especially after, like, the DMC and Lost Planet 3, like, they were trying to, like, branch out and try to find, like, cheaper third-party developers and the fact that they needed help with Street Fighter Five. These just feel kind of like we need money moves. <laughs> what is the next big Capcom release? Do they have anything coming out later this year that we know of at this point? I'm thinking. 
Because I got nothing. There's no Resident Evil. Street Fighter just came out. Yeah, no, no Dino Crisis, no Inuyasha. <laughs> One day, <laughs> someday. No, I mean, and, the, and that was actually that big game they were going to release with initially. Uh, what was it? It wasn't Dragon's Dogma. It was, it was. Uh, oh, what the hell was it? It was kind of like that Dark Soulsy game. It was that online think... multiplayer Dark Soulsy game where you went through like randomized dungeons and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, that they've basically been super, super quiet about <laughs> since they announced it. <laughs> and they're like, now it's a multiplayer-only game. And they like, have not said a word about it since. So I, I don't know what that means. Maybe they got some secret NX projects going. or so. I, don't, I have no idea. <laughs> we'll get to NX. Calm down. Um, <laughs> kind of some shorter stuff here. Uh, Battlefield Five, probably getting an October release. And rumor has it it's set in World War One. Yep. Um, are you excited for these games to go historical again? Do you even give a uh, crap? I'm less excited for them going historical and just excited that there's a game going to be set during World War One. World War One is like a really creepy, weird yeah. war. And I don't know how they're going to... Especially because, like I keep mentioning Black Ops 3, like I, like how they messed with sort of... They, how they've been messing with that franchise. And Battle, Battlefield, I feel, hasn't really messed with the franchise in a while. You know what I mean? So this could be that game that they sort of mess with the franchise. Like, if they're doing World War One, but are they just doing a normal World War One? Are they going to do, like... You know, is it going to be alternative history or like World War One? Kind of means like okay, people are clearly done with modern warfare, and we're done with modern warfare for Battlefield. We can't do advanced warfare because everybody's doing advanced warfare now. So let's find a different war we can yeah. exploit. Yeah, <laughs> so. it is interesting how these games go in chunks because it was World War Two, and then it was the slightly distant future, and. Yeah, you kind of got to figure out where they're moving on to because, I mean, we've played, we've had modern warfare since, what, like 2007-ish? Yeah, and Battlefield 4 was still kind of modern warfare -y. Yeah, very much, And yes. then, like, and like clearly Call of Duty went to advanced warfare with Black Ops and advanced warfare. And, yeah, I just feel like they're just trying to, they're trying to find their thing that makes them, you know, new and different and cool. Yeah. Other EA news, Mirror's Edge got some new mm -hmm. gameplay trailers. You were all excited about this, and I didn't watch them until we just started talking. You're getting all kinds of pissed at me because I was not impressed. So tell me why I, mean, I should have been impressed. How do you not be impressed with that? It's like we're getting it's Mirror's Edge 2. Like I, I guess it's just more confirmation that it's Mirror's Edge 2. And they're doing some cool things. Like when you look when you click on the combat one, it's like, we don't need guns. I was like, yeah, we don't need guns. <laughs> <laughs> so the game itself didn't matter to you. It was the fact that they said, we don't need guns. And you went, yeah. Well, it's not that we don't need guns, but it's like, it just, it's just shaping up to look good. Like, to me, I'm more excited for that than I am for Uncharted 4 or No Man's Sky, just preference-wise. Preference See, I liked the movement trailer. So there was a movement and a combat trailer. The movement trailer yeah. was fantastic because they kind of got rid of or at least it looked like they got rid of kind of the orange guided line path that you had in Mirror's Edge 1, where a lot of it was kind of that run to the next orange thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, And it looked much more open, which was really cool. The combat one, I just looked at and went, oh, God, I forgot how bad the combat is in this stupid game. I do not want to do this. This does not look like fun. I would say that I, it's hard because I feel like Mirror's Edge combat isn't really combat. It's more like, I don't know how to describe. I don't know how to describe it, but I, I think the one thing they're trying to do is like you always should be like kind of like with Doom, like you should always be running forward. So the combat should be like like you run, kind of tap tap tap, run run run, tap tap tap, run run run. So I'm hoping that there, I think there's going to be some sort of like rhythmy aspect to it, which I think could be kind of fun. It is kind of hard though to show off Combat in Mirror's Edge because it's not what the game is about, but it does sort no. of need it because you know you do need to it's mix up game. just running after a while. <laughs> So I don't know. I'm excited. I'm I'm curious how the combat will work because they're clearly doing something different from the first game. 
I don't know. It just looked, it just looked like, you know, what it was is when I was watching that because I remember when they did the initial Mirror's Edge reveal. I don't know how many years, maybe two years ago now. I was like, the game's not going to look that good. It's just, it in gameplay. It's just not going to look that good. And it does. It just straight up looks as good as that initial trailer did. And I was just like, oh, you know, that's pretty cool. Like, they made a Mirror's Edge 2 that looks just effing incredible. And I, I don't know. It just me, it's just like, oh, it's shaping up nicely. I, I'm really When is that coming out? Is that coming out? Uh, May 23, I believe. It's. Yeah, I was looking at pre-orders this morning with No Man's Sky, and Doom is May 14, and I believe that's May 23, uh, 21, shit. something like that. It's like a week after Doom. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I like Mirror's Edge a lot, guys, but... Uh, you're you're an adult. Buy both. Anyway. <laughs> no, I'm not, no, game, no two games are worth 120 bucks to me. No way. You're an adult. Buy both. Twice. <laughs> not doing it again. You're an adult. <laughs> buy both. Anyway. Uh, moving on to some Xbox news. Uh, so Quantum Break is coming soon. And with that, Remedy has trademarked the phrase Alan Wake Returns, mm-hmm. which means there's probably more Alan Wake, which I am super I didn't really play about. Alan Wake, so you got to take this one. Alan Wake should is, I be excited? Yes, Alan Wake is amazing. You should, of course, be excited because Alan Wake is amazing. Uh, and apparently there's a rumor going around somewhere that I read that there's some kind of like hints at Alan Wake and Quantum Break. There was I didn't read anything specific, but something kind of Easter eggy in there. So hopefully this means Alan Wake's coming back and that might be the thing that pushes me over the buy an Xbox one line. Well, okay, continue with the rest of the news. Well, can, you save that sentence. Continue with the rest of the news. In the Xbox front. What do you mean? No, because you said you said that would push you to get an Xbox one. Yeah, but. Keep keep let's go to the next item. What's what's the next item on here? Is this uh This is your conquer thing that you're so pumped about. Oh, okay, never mind. We'll talk about that later. But you, <laughs> you said it's <laughs> No, but you said it's pushing you to an Xbox One. I guess we might as well like move this move this item up. But Xbox One, like, it's very clear at this point that they're gonna be releasing almost if not every, almost every Xbox One exclusive to PC. Yeah. So are you you're saying oh this is gonna push me towards an Xbox One, but is this pushing you more towards a gaming PC that you could hook up to your TV? Hell or no. Something? What do you mean, hell no? How much does Xbox One cost? Oh. How much a gaming PC cost? Okay. Is that is that really all it is to you? Is yes. That, is that it? 100%. Oh, okay. I don't... <laughs> I have no desire to go and spend... I mean, to get... Knowing what I know and the way gaming PCs goes, I would want to spend, like, two grand to get a gaming PC so I don't have to buy another one in a year and a half or I don't have to spend, you know, a couple hundred bucks every year updating it. And... Well, that's funny. Speaking of Xbox One... They are talking about doing that, though. Yeah, but again, like, incremental updates, like, I I can't see them going to a thing where, okay, I spend $2,000 on a gaming PC, say, next month, right? Yeah. By next year, I need to put in a new $400 video card. I wouldn't say it's that bad, but I, I can see it being around. You know what I'm bad. saying? Like, okay, maybe yeah, not in yeah, a year, yeah. but in two within two years, I probably have to put another three to $500 in, whether it's RAM... OS, whatever thing it is. With every two years in my mind, I have to add $500. And then after maybe three or four years, I have to buy a new one. And maybe that's that's completely ignorant on my part. I haven't actually owned a real PC in probably 10 years. So maybe that's ignorant on my part. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I would say say your your thing should be, yeah, two to three years sounds about right. But again, so to me, that's much more of a huge monetary investment. Whereas an Xbox One, yeah, it's what? What are they going for now? Three fifty, I think. 
Um, yeah, three fifty cheaper than that. Really? Yeah. So I spend three hundred, three fifty on an Xbox One, and maybe in two years Microsoft says, "Hey, we're gonna update it, and now you have to buy this like two hundred dollar add on." You know what okay, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Just money wise, that's still a huge difference. So mm-hmm. the the PC thing doesn't affect me at all in terms of my getting an Xbox One. It I think it's a good idea for them just to expand who can play their game, especially the you know varying reports of how far they're trailing this generation i think they're going to need that to stay competitive and to have the xbox brand be something that's worth microsoft's time Mm -hmm. so i don't know microsoft is like their like pc like that is what microsoft like was born and raised on pc so i guess this isn't totally weird but it's really strange that like especially with the nx rumors coming up it feels like microsoft is sort of like dropping back from being playstation's big rival and like if Nintendo does what, you know, they say they're going to do, well, we, they haven't really said anything, to be honest, but I, I could see Nintendo replacing Microsoft as Sony's big competitor. And we go back All to the PlayStation 1, Nintendo 64 era. Yeah, which would be pretty cool. Like, I, I think that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, and I think, I mean, to be, I mean, Microsoft's only been in the space, what, 15 years maybe now? Versus, you know, Sony's 20, 24. Five? No, they five, just had the twentieth anniversary. No, they just had twentieth anniversaries. I think two years ago. So oh, I think they're okay. like twenty two. Okay. Oh, yeah, they're like ninety five. They were ninety five. Yeah. So yeah, it's twenty. Yeah, and Microsoft was I want to say like two thousand two, two thousand one, somewhere around there. Yeah. And then yeah, you yeah. know Nintendo's eight hundred. Um, but again, I think it just goes back to like Sony and Nintendo. I feel like they feel like the video game space is theirs, and yeah. Microsoft. I feel like kind of was like, well. With our brand, we can push into that space and see how it goes. And I think the way the 360 took off, I think they were like, holy crap, we're, we're the king of this space. Almost they in did, a sense they pulled what, a Sony is yep, what they did. Yep, that's exactly what I was going to say. Is They pulled a PS3 of like, I can do whatever the hell I want, and you're going to buy my shit. And people went, no, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, okay, well, uh, we're going to go back to being humble, so we're going to do something. And every time a company goes humble, they do something cool. Which is, you know, starting to release stuff yep. on PC and things like that. I'm really curious if Sony's going to start following suit, though. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I, don't I don't think know. Bloodborne will like... ever come out on PC, but... But I'm curious to know, just because it is a Microsoft-based system, and with all the connections they wanted to go with PC crossover and everything to begin with, because they did a little bit of that with the 360, how similar, like, coding for it is with, three, or with Xbox One versus PC and PS4, like... I don't know any of that technical stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and Xbox One actually runs Windows, which I thought was really strange. And again, like, having that already in there, it's it has to be a much easier crossover than maybe doing something from Sony's OS and Sony's hardware systems. And I feel like if I talk any more like this, I'm going to start sounding real dumb. So You should really stop. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to yeah. stop right there. Yeah. <laughs> No, no, I, I, I get you. I don't think it'd be, I, I don't think it'd be difficult because they made the PS4 and Xbox One really easy to develop for. Yeah. By having really similar to PC hardware, I, I think they could absolutely do that. But would they is the question. And there's always this thing with like PlayStation loves to code to the metal, and uh, they do a lot of stuff that's very specific to their system, so they're really hard to emulate and things like that. It's, it's actually a lot of that stuff. Um, if you already some really interesting articles, it's HD re-releases. Uh, from PS3 to PS4, like the Uncharted collection, they had to do a lot of crazy stuff because a lot of that was coded specifically for PS3. It just didn't work on other systems. They had to go back and recode a lot of stuff. So, yeah, I, I don't know. This is, It's kind of interesting to me, but to me it's pushing me more towards getting a gaming PC uh, than getting an Xbox One ever. 
Or maybe yeah. I'll get an Xbox One Plus, but in the back of my head, I'm like, I'm just going to get an NX over either of them anyway. Yeah. Speaking of NX, let's talk Nintendo. Um, Wait one sec. Can we talk about Young Conquer real quick? I don't care. Go for it. <laughs> I, I know you don't, but this is like, this is effing hilarious. It's like, I, real quick. So Young Conquer's released. Young Conquer is a HoloLens game that was actually a different HoloLens game that was like some like weird alien game that was like they jumped around your room and stuff. And then they just put Conquer in it. They just put a Conquer skin in. The guy who did the voice recording for Conquer didn't realize that they were going to use that version of of Conquer. They thought he they actually said, "I thought they're going to use the assets from uh, Project Spark, which were pretty cool. Like it just looked like Conquer." He's like, "Oh, I thought they were going to use all those assets. I never saw this." And like he on like the day that trailer yeah. came out, he just released a vine of himself like just drinking hard liquor. Like <laughs> like it's just clear like this is just not anything anybody wants. It's just so funny cuz <laughs> It's like it's like every time there's an Ape Escape announcement, it's for some like just some stupid mini game thing. It's like yeah, this, this that's how it feels. That's how it feels, guys. When there's a yep. franchise you really like and they keep releasing like stupid puzzle games or card games or just not that game you want. That's all I have to say. <laughs> well, thank you for that in-depth analysis. Uh, <laughs> anyway, it's Nintendo. I don't know what to do with Conquer. <laughs> Nintendo. Nintendo. Third time. Uh, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> So, new Pokemon, 3DS, coming, holiday, 2016, sun and moon. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they released a trailer. No gameplay, no concept art, no anything. But no, they released concept art. They actually did have concept art for, like, trucks and weird uh, Well, things. yeah, okay. I guess there was a little bit. But no, in general, there wasn't much. Trailer, though, even though there wasn't a whole lot to it in terms of what's new about this, I really want to play this game. Why? Like, when I watched that trailer, I was like, oh, I like red and blue. And then it's like, oh, and I, then I missed, like, I don't know. They're like, it's what is it, their 15th anniversary? I was like, oh, I clearly 20. missed, like, is it 20? Yep. Seriously? Yep. So I missed, like, 19 years of those games. So I'm not, <laughs> like... <laughs> well, I'm not that far befi- behind. I think I stopped at, like, gold and silver. But anyway, no, it was just like one of those things where like looking at it made me go, man, I really did like Pokemon back in the day. I'm really curious to try that again. Man, that looks way different than it did on my Game Boy Color. Hmm. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I should think about this. I tried playing a Pokemon game like not recently. I'd say like two or three years ago. I got I got Pearl for Nintendo DS and like I got my first Pokemon battle. I was like, I don't know what that Pokemon is. And I just showed up. It's yeah. Playing. I guess that would be kind of the discouraging thing, is that was kind of the cool thing about the first one, is there's 150, you know all of them, and they all have different characteristics, and it seems feasible to be able to get all of them and to know yeah. about all of them, whereas now they've got to be up to, like, thousands. I mean, I think that's what kind of drove me away with gold and silver, is, like, red and blue, I was to the point where, hmm, I'm going to get all of them. I want every single one of those damn things, and I, wanted, yeah. I want every single one. And then I got to gold and silver, and I think they upped it to 250, and it was like, I got to, like, 175, 180, I was like... Mm, I kind of just want my 150. <laughs> yeah, and then they got to like three. I think they're at 750 ish now. Damn. Yeah, which is a lot of Pokemon. So when I when I see this, I'm like, you know what it is? It's like until they announce the game that is in my head. Like everybody's like, you know what? It could be a good Pokemon game, like an open world multiplayer thing where it's like 3D adventure where I'm going around with my Pokemon and it's like going on Pokemon adventure. It's like that's just game is never happening. So. 
No. I don't know. I, I feel like when I saw that, when I, I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Like, they showed the their evolution of the game, and it is an evolution. It just felt like it's like, oh, it's the same game sort of with better graphics, which is a really bad way to put it, I'm sure. I'm sure there's amazing gameplay aspects to it, but, like, really, it's like the tenets of the series have been so similar that it's like, I don't know why I should be excited about this one if I haven't been excited about the last eight. And I think that's what the trailer, like, the trailer to me, like, as soon as I start thinking about it, it's like, no, nah, I really don't care. But it plays so hard on that nostalgia factor. It's like, it does. It does. The trailer's pretty cool. I like Pokemon. The yeah. Pokemon. I, I was all about that for a while. But I'm not anymore. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm pretty, I mean, it, it looks interesting. It's just like, they didn't show anything. Like, they, they just, they announced the title is what they did. So, I'm, I, I mean, they could be doing something really drastic, and I might be I was like, oh, that's kind of neat. I, like, I'm much more interested in whatever an NX Pokemon might be. Like, that has me very curious. <laughs> yeah, and especially getting into this crazy rumor, or list of rumor and features that was released this past week. Mm-hmm. Uh, holy crap, reading this, I am excited. I thought this was bullshit until I had heard that the guy who leaked this might actually, he's leaked other stuff that has come yeah. to fruition. So this was completely leaked. None of this is confirmed. None of this is anything. But I, the guy who leaked, I think he had, what, four or five other things that he's leaked that were pretty much spot on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that gives it a little bit more validity. But again, all rumors. But some of this stuff sounds awesome. Uh, so, yeah, let's just kind of go through a couple things on here that are kind of cool sounding about this. So. Uh, the NX has a wireless HDMI dongle that attaches flush to the back of the device, which I think lends a lot more to that rumor that this is a handhold, handheld slash full system type hybrid thing. Oh, I didn't think about that. I don't know. Cause you know I, I highlight Cause... that because that was an interesting to me. I, didn't, I never actually thought about that. Because to me, what this is saying is I have this little HDMI thing. It clicks onto the back of it. I walk up to a TV. I plug it in. Boom, things on the TV playing from the same thing I was holding in my hand. I think oh, that's so they kinda... sort of expect you to like take it to your friend, like oh, bring your annex to your friend's house, and it's like yeah, you just pick it up and walk out with it. Oh, that is kind of cool. That that's what I think this means. I don't, you know, again, all rumors, all speculation. But to me, it's like I and I just pop it into the TV and it just clicks over there, kind of like the game streams to my Wii U gamepad, and that to me that's is what, really that's cool. What I understand- I just, okay, I'm in my. Sorry, I didn't. I never thought about that. That makes a lot more sense now with that. <laughs> Man, that is kind of cool, like a mobile console sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. Like it, it is that hybrid. It is that I okay? I have my 3ds, and now I can plug it into my TV, and now it's on my TV. Which whew, that would be so good. <laughs> yeah, I'm curious. It's like, but like when I talk about the hardware and stuff, this this thing kind of sounds beefy. It just needs to be like a larger, like it couldn't be in a, a case you could carry around easily. And again, and that's yeah. I don't know what this will look like, and none of us do. Um, but couple other things here so it uses an evolved version of the wii u streaming tech to display an hd on the tv screen well that kind of that kind of makes sense going with that actually makes sense with the wireless dongle then that instead of actually streaming to a pad of any of any sort it's that's it's using the tv as the pad yeah it's kind of going the opposite direction of the wii u yeah oh damn that is really neat yeah get excited (laughs) um this one actually sounds irritating to me and i hope there's a way to turn it off if this is true but the analog controls for movements have small motors in them for full haptic feedback if you control a character and hit a wall the sticks moves away from the wall to simulate walking into it that'd be something i feel like well okay this is this to me is like man why does my controller shake rumble's dumb it's i think it's whatever i think it's just next gen rumble i, I ps uh, not ps3 uh 
Xbox One has a little bit about this with like the triggers. Like the triggers can rumble. Separately. Oh yeah, yeah. So I don't know. It sounds kind of neat. It's just something that I, I think I have to try first before I like because I I just feel it's like with like when you first heard that like rumble was coming, it's like that's dumb. Why would I want to do that? So I I think this might be interesting. That's true. I guess kind of that slight evolution in controller technology. Because I mean, if you look at the six-axis controller for the PlayStation Three and how hard that thing tanked when you took away Rumble, and Rumble yeah, seems yeah. like such a minor thing that this could end up being that same thing where it's like, oh, it just makes sense that my controller would do that. And you know, five years from now, we'll be talking like, oh, why why doesn't my controller do that? So could be interesting. Yeah, it, it does um, confirm analog controls, which is nice. <laughs> like, there's not hopefully there's not gonna be anything too weird. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that's true. So we still got our sticks. Um, closest in terms of hardware specs to the Xbox One, any game that can run on a PlayStation 4 Xbox One can easily run on the NX with zero, near zero modifications. So we are getting that, and that goes full in with graphical the... upgrade, not kind of a... Yeah, that kind of goes with the other thing. It's like one third party says, says it's the easiest device we've ever developed for. You just take your code, compile it, and it works. And to me, like those two things immediately sound like bullshit. I was like, that... No. Like, I don't know a whole lot about compiling, but that sounds like bullcrap. <laughs> um, so I don't quite understand what that means. Is that, to me, to me, that could be, though, is, like, because PS4 and Xbox One are already set up as a PC, the Wii U is just sort of another kind of PC hardware thing. So maybe it does yeah. sort of do that, but I, I don't, I don't know. That sounds, that sounds like bullshit. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what else yeah. to say. But I like, I like the fact that it's, at least similar to the PS4 and Xbox One. Who knows if it's a oh, step yeah. above or a step below, but I think they kind of realize the Wii U and the Wii, there, as much as nobody wants to admit it, there is something for having a pretty powerful console. And I don't think anybody at Nintendo wants to sit here and go, well, that's part of the issue with the Wii U. But I think in the back of their minds, they know, like, oh, that's, that's part of the issue with the Wii U. <laughs> yeah, yeah, especially especially when it's still kind of a similar price to PS4 and Xbox One. Like, a, more, a powerful console is kind of, yeah, it is kind of cool. and. I kind of want to, and there's clearly some Wii U games that were kind of hindered by being on yep. Wii U. Like Xenoblade Chronicles X, though, that game looks amazing. It's like I can't imagine how more amazing it could look. If exactly. It was on, you know, on something. That game does look crazy, though. That would be like the best looking Xbox 360 PS3 game ever. Oh, for sure. <laughs> so I don't, I don't sort of black magic they're doing to make that game. <laughs> um, this one's just fun because I love this name. The operating system is named Nintendo S. Because like Nintendo with the O and the S capital, that just made me really happy. Of every single rumor on here, that one I believe the most. Oh, that one I believe a hundred and twenty percent. That was day one. That's like we're gonna make a new console. Let's call it the Nintendo S. And everybody in the room went, "We're taking a two week break. That's too good. <laughs> <We can't laughs> <beat> I'm <that." laughs> hoping that they just. I hope they just make it like this is gonna sound dumb. I hope they just make it like PS4 and Xbox One. Like there's a lot of weird shit that goes on with buying digital games on Nintendo consoles. Yeah, they which need makes to me very that. much not want to get Nintendo consoles, especially with like trans. Like, we complain about Vita. It's like, oh, you can't really transfer cards easily. But from what I understand with Nintendo, it's, like, crazy the amount of, like, hoops you have to jump through to get from one system yeah. to another. Yeah, the, the process of transferring all of your whatevers from the Wii to the Wii U is about a half hour to 45 minute long process. And it's a pain in the ass. <laughs> oh, yeah, you did do that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it should be just, like, I logged in as me. Yeah, Where's no, all my games? Mm -mm, the end. No, I'm, it's I'm, I'm assuming that they're going to do something like that. Yeah, it does say on here it has very strong networking functions and ties to multiple devices and services. So whatever that means, who knows? But I don't know. Reading all this stuff, are you still like, what are your thoughts? NX, where are you at? I, I am. 
I was gonna buy a PlayStation VR, but if the these rumors don't don't have me really excited, but the next rumor actually kind of does, and I'm kind of curious how Nintendo's gonna market this one because I think everybody's sort of shocked that the for the gamers thing worked really well for PS4. Like, they're mm-hmm. like, we're going to target the hardcore audience. It's like, well, that's kind of a weird, that's a weird thing to do in yeah. this day and age is to target hardcore audiences. So I'm really curious because Nintendo's sort of done, like, we're the family console, or we, we're the young family console. They they made it pretty clear in their commercials and things like that. Like, this is not for us. This is for, well, this is for us two years or three years from now when we have kids. Like, this is like the family console sort of thing. But if they start marketing, this is like, this is everybody's console. Like, this is for kids. This is for teenagers. This is for 20-somethings. This is for people with kids. I, I'm really curious if they're gonna do that. So I it's gonna become it's gonna come down to what games they're showing. And with the Nintendo Direct, like if it's anything like the Nintendo Direct, I'm not gonna be interested <laughs> at all. Well we'll get to that in a second, because that Nintendo Direct yeah. felt like a oh shit, we have to announce something and we can't and I don't remember who it was, but somebody specifically came out and said, We're not talking NX in this. I'm sorry, it will not be here. Don't get your hopes up. And I yeah, think it, yeah. it felt like that, like, oh, crap, we've got like four months before we're announcing this. We got to say something. We do this all the time. Yeah. What garbage do we have to throw out there that maybe somebody will be excited about? But we'll get to that in a second. Um, you were talking about how they market this. I really think if it's that grab and go with the wireless HDMI dongle and you just plug it into a TV and go, this will be the console for everyone. Your kids yeah. put it in the car. They've got out of the car. They come in. You're going to work. You're on the train. You're on the bus take it with you you're going on a trip it goes on the airplane with you and you have your essentially if it runs at a ps4 level you have your ps4 with you at all times this is the console that is with you and i feel like that's that's a way you can market this that's going to differ you and separate you from playstation 4 and xbox one yeah i yeah it is it's exciting it sounds exciting but the thing is like the thing that ever that nobody's talking about we can talk all about hardware like all we want like nobody's talking about the games so like, um, they're keep like as much as this stuff is leaking, they've kept those games on lockdown. Okay. Nobody knows what's coming out for this. Speaking, but we have some hints. <laughs> speaking of that, uh, so rumor has it Beyond Good and Evil Two is an NX exclusive with Nintendo funding it, kind of in a way they did with Bayonetta and what Sony did with Street Fighter. Yep. Um, and yeah, they've got these games all locked tight. But if you think about Nintendo right now, we know nothing about what they have in development. Yep. They have and Beyond Good and Evil 2 is a good coming. start. <laughs> yep. And if you think they they start the system with Beyond Good, Evil, Good and Evil 2, they start it with the crossover Zelda that's pretty much at this point a done deal that it's a Wii U NX crossover game. You start with those yeah. two. There's no real new Mario announced. They announced a new Paper Mario uh, in the Direct, which we'll talk about in a second again. But mm-hmm. there is not much else going on right now. We don't know what Retro is doing, which is one of their big ones. We don't know, you know, what a lot of the Nintendo people are doing right now. Yeah, so I, I on- feel like, yeah. The only Nintendo games we have really know this year for sure that are the big ones. I mean, you've got like Metroid Freedom Force and you've got like the new Kirby game, which we'll talk about. The only big ones we know about this year are Star Fox and the new 3DS Pokemon. And I put Zelda. Zelda is supposed to come out sometime too. But, but, yeah, but again, that, but Zelda NX again. So every Nintendo Studio, it sounds like is shifting there. So it could be crazy. <laughs> um, oh yeah, yeah. Like that's a good Beyond Good and Evil. Too. And the thing is, like I, lo- I people really seem to hate this sometimes, but I love, I love um, when a game goes exclusive because otherwise it never would have gotten made. Um, yeah. Like I am, I'm okay with that. I'm completely okay. It's like you know, 
Street Fighter Five is a little funny. I'll say that one's a little funny. That just sounds like broke Capcom. Um, but Bianca, <laughs> and e- <laughs> but Bianca and Evil, just like that. That game was never getting. I actually don't like Bianca and Evil. I'll make that clear up front. Uh, but I, I know, I know at the very least there are people. There are games that that I really like that would be kind of similar. Like I really, really love Ape Escape, but I know there's not a whole lot of people who are like really hyped for a new Ape Escape. But there's a lot of people excited for this, so it is kind of getting that that hardcore audience. And like right now, like you're saying, it's like we just know Zelda. And Beyond Good and Evil, and like maybe Beyond Good and Evil too. Like even as a maybe, that's that is a weird lineup. That's an interesting lineup. That's uh-huh. not a kids lineup. Like that is that's that's targeting a, that's targeting a different audience, and that's that's exciting shit. <laughs> yep, and you know it it could be a very interesting end of 2016. What depending on what this thing looks like. Yeah, and especially because they're gonna go, they're gonna be hitting PSVR like right, right at the same time. Like they're gonna be locking heads, and I, I'm really curious which one's gonna come out on top. I yeah, that'll be interesting yeah. to see. Uh, so to wrap all this up, there was a Nintendo Direct, and yeah, that happened. Yeah, um, so until the NX comes out, they got a lot of like, ooh, I really hope this isn't what they're like setting up NX marketing to be. Because if you're not interested in these series, none of no, this is interesting. Nobody cares. Yeah. Uh, Dragon Quest Seven coming out in the West in 2016. I don't know if we knew that or not before. Fire Emblem X Shin Megami had some stuff about it. That's happening. It just look, that uh, game still looks garbagey. Like I'm glad everybody's kind of on the same page with that. Like even people who like Fire Emblem, people like Shin Megami, just in general, like everybody's kind of like that game looks like garbage. Yep. <laughs> um, Star Fox Guard, which is the new name for Project Guard, which I feel like was announced like day one wii u announcement i thought that actually looked kind of fun <laughs> it it looks you know what and i did too it looks like captain toad where it's that kind of like oh yeah 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 that like game in a game that like people are gonna be like that was really fun and it, it's got a like surprise nintendo hit written all over it like yeah star fox zero does look pretty cool like that one i'll say is like of the games coming out from nintendo star fox kinda, i don't know i was kind of like i'm excited about star like, fox it's kind of neat yeah i'm excited about star fox um, there's a new Paper Mario coming. No surprise. Yeah, that there. one's weird because it's actually a sequel to what is, is Sticker Star, which is the one that people don't like. So yeah. I think there's a, like a lot of hesitation for people who really love Paper Mario. It's like, oh, a paper console. Oh, wait, crap! It's a sequel to the one we don't like. <laughs> Dang it. Um, and then they ended with Kirby Planet Robot, which looks like a Kirby game, but he gets fun. a robot. Yep. <laughs> and that was the Nintendo Direct. <laughs> no, I, I'm sure some of these... I, it's a, yeah, a lot of those announcements are really strange. It, that's, but to me, to be fair, that NX, that Direct has me more excited for the NX. It's like, clearly they're just trying to clean out yep. the, the last games. So like, we have some really good stuff. Because, I mean, think about it. Like, Nintendo might have something like... Like, Microsoft has Quantum Break. PS4 has... Uh, uncharted 4 like i'm wondering what like a nintendo graphical showcase is something we have not seen since like gamecube era and that was rogue squadron so i'm really curious like what the technical showcase is yeah and like what what everybody's actually pushing their you know assets and stuff to yeah and i i think that's the best way to describe this is let's clean out the last let's clean out the rest of what we got for wii u let's knock all that shit out and let's start getting people focused on nx when we do a nintendo direct in a month or two or even e3 and what four months so yeah i think that's kind of what this was and it's gotta be excited because at some point nintendo needs to make money and looking at this list none of these things are going to be making money for them <laughs> <laughs> no, they're bringing there's a lot of games they announced a lot of games there. i was like that's 
that's a lot of games that I, I think are like really, really, really niche. Yeah. But anyway, uh, that's it for this episode of the Dark Sliders podcast. Uh, thank you all for listening. You can follow us on Twitter at DarkSliders underscore pod. Follow us on YouTube, iTunes, SoundCloud, Twitter, and other things of the similar nature. But we will be back hopefully next week if we don't forget to record again. Thanks for listening. Yep. Bye.